This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. So he gets the diagnosis. And so yeah. he's just probably in another world at that point. Because, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how you take that kind of information. I've always wondered. Like, I don't want to know, but it just has to be such an odd feeling. It was. It was because, so growing up my entire life, my dad was this buff, huge guy that was strong. He was a lion. And then we're at the, the hospital in Indianapolis, and they tell him that, and I see him cry for the first time. Yeah. Because there was nothing that that they could do because it was so far um, gone. But there were some tests that they still did, and the and the cancer from the colon w- was removed. Yeah. Um, and over that that period of time, I saw my dad lose a lot of weight, a lot of the muscle mass he had. Yeah. So just one day, fuck it, I'm gonna roll this tire up and down the road, boy. Yeah. So and, and that's <laughs> why I admire him. Yeah. I love okay. him so much because he was like, okay, I'm not gonna go without a fight. I'm going, obviously it's going to happen, but I'm not going without a fight because he couldn't work anymore. He worked in the sanitation industry yeah. and so he couldn't work anymore, but he's not going to sit on the couch all day and deteriorate. You know, he can do that while rolling the tire. And, and he did that. He was literally dying while rolling the tire. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm the reason everybody fired up this evening. I'm exhausted, barely breathing, holding on to what I believe. And no matter what, you'll never take that from me. My rain is as far as your eyes can see. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing, it's amazing. I'm a monster, I'm a killer, I know I'm wrong, yeah. I'm a problem that'll never, ever be solved. And no matter what, you'll never take that from me. My reign is as far as your eyes can see. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing. Man, I miss Kanye West. <laughs> How did y'all as a Kanye fan? Oh my God, 808s and heartbreak. Get you some, man. Everybody should get some and rub it on your face. How did you know I love Kanye? Everybody loves Kanye. Come on now. I love Kanye like I love me. It's amazing. (laughs) What? Hello and welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I am your host, that motherfucker Jody B. Tonight we have a special guest uh, actually making the rounds on some of my my good friends and acquaintances podcast lately is how I, I you approached me but I actually did a little studying so uh, you recently went and spoke with my big brother B-Rob and uh, you know I, I had the pleasure of checking that out and so tonight I would like to introduce to you all uh, DeAndre say hello what's up what's up this DeAndre a really nice person and it's something that's hard to find nowadays especially with the internet and all the, the crazy shit going on in the world and uh I, I really enjoyed uh, listening to you talk with Rob and also uh, with Joe, Joe B from the NE pod. Uh, yeah. I think you were over there yeah. too. So man, it's, it's really cool. Um, Deandre has, has a workout regiment that is uh, very near and dear to my heart. Personally. Uh, it's one that I follow pretty much every day <laughs> in a sense. And it's a little bit deeper than just getting up early and, and grinding out. So I would like for you to just kind of tell me a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into the story a little too. Can we do that? Absolutely. Let's make it happen. Okay. So meet DeAndre. So here I am, world. I'm from Evansville, Indiana. I'm 27. Um, I do a lot of good things. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a creative in my community. I'm always trying to reach for the stars no matter what. Um, I Not only do I uh, roll a 230-pound tractor tire through the city, I also own a catering business with my brother. Um, so those are my two businesses that I have. 
I also have a project I'm working on called the podcast tour. So that's where I'm just reaching out to everyone possible. And I'm saying, hey, can I get on your podcast? This is what I do. And the goal of the podcast tour is to get my voice out, get me heard. Um, I'm really trying to grow my platform in the most simplest way possible. Get on people's podcasts and just be humble about it. It is crazy the the reach that you can achieve in this day. Now, look, this isn't Joe Rogan, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully, somebody will hear and understand that you're a dude who obviously uh, is not shy uh, about talking, which is fine for this medium (laughs) because there is nothing I hate worse than having to just goat somebody out of a conversation. Yeah, Uh, you're very in tune with how to communicate and i like that so i would like to say bravo for that thanks um so tell me a little bit about your dad can you do that absolutely yeah yeah i talk about the goat that's right the boss (laughs) um so my dad um he passed away five years ago uh from stage four liver and colon cancer um but yeah he had both of them um but the cool thing is is he got rid of the colon cancer yeah. But the liver was so far gone. But he was battling two cancers at one time. Like a goddamn soldier, man. Before I was born, my dad, and all the way up until, he wanted to be in shape. So I have pictures of him bodybuilding and working out. My dad's always been built. That's just been his culture. He's always um, eaten the, the, the right things. That was his dream. But then I came into the world. So bodybuilding had to stop, but he kept working out. So I was always blessed to have like a gym or a trainer always nearby. Um, and that's how we just we just worked out together. That's what we did as father and son. Yeah. So let's fast track. Uh, my dad is diagnosed with cancer and I was at his house one day just chilling, just relaxing. And he came home with this tractor tire in the back of the truck and I said what are you going to do with this and he said I'm going to roll it and I said okay that <laughs> you just okay well, go so, ahead so this was after he had been diagnosed like how old was he or how old were you too at that point like where were y'all at age wise I was 23 okay. when he first was diagnosed i lost him when i turned 20 after i turned 24 i went quick deandre i'm so sorry yeah gracious and he was 52 and we lost him at 53 man that sucks so he gets the diagnosis and so yeah. he's just probably in another world at that point. Because, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how you take that kind of information. I've always wondered. Like, I don't want to know, but there just has to be such an odd feeling. It was. It was because, so growing up my entire life, my dad was this buff, huge guy that was strong. He was a lion. And then we're at the, the hospital in Indianapolis, and they tell him that. And I see him cry for the first time. Yeah. Because there was nothing that, that they could do because it was so far um, gone. But there were some tests that they still did, and the, and the cancer from the colon w- was removed. Yeah. Um, and over that, that period of time, I saw my dad lose a lot of weight, a lot of the muscle mass he had. Yeah. So just one day, fuck it, I'm going to roll this tire up and down the road, boy. Yeah. So And, and that's <laughs> why I admire him. Yeah. I love okay. him so much because he was like, okay, I'm not going to go without a fight. I'm going, obviously it's going to happen, but I'm not going without a fight. And he rolled the 230 pound tractor tire, the same tire all over the city. It's a big tire, man. Like I said, I've I've slung a few in my day and I can tell you, uh, there is a a technique to rolling those tires because they're actually round on the, the outside. So it's not something you can just pick up like a regular tire and push it and it rolls. Like you have to literally hold it up and move it to get it going (laughs) and and get your hands on it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a full body workout. That's so crazy. Just said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on my feet. It's what he, it's what he did. It's what he did. And so people would be like, "Hey, DeAndre, I saw your dad, and when he's doing it, so cool. Um, are you gonna do it?" And I was like, "Never in a million years. That thing is heavy. Yeah, I'm not doing that." What was it? What was your dad's name? His name was Curtis. Curtis Wilson. Oh, that's, I had an uncle named Curtis. He died uh, very close to the same age, man. 
So I just, you know, all over the city, I can only, because he had nothing better to do at that point. You know, he's like, I'm going, let's just go. Yeah. And so why not explore a little bit and get some exercise? So I just say, there goes Curtis, just rolling exactly. tired. <laughs> Absolutely. He would go to chemo, come home, he would eat, and then he would take off for the day because he, could, he couldn't work anymore. He worked in the sanitation industry. Yeah. And so he couldn't work anymore. But he's not going to sit on the couch all day and deteriorate. You know, he can do that while rolling the tire. And and he did that. He was literally dying while rolling the tire. It's amazing. Man. Well, bravo. You know, it's some people, uh, I think, just kind of give up. And uh, I think it's admirable to just stay in the pocket. So I would like to just say first and foremost, that's respect, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. So at this point, I mean, as – as your father, that's got to be rough, you know, because, I mean, you're, you're yeah. a young man. I mean, my wife, I think her dad passed somewhere around there, like maybe late teens, early 20s. And I know that still kind of bothers her to this day, in a sense. Now, he wasn't a great dad, so, you know, I can only imagine, it, you know, having that aspect kind of taken would be very upsetting, I could imagine. Yeah, 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 it was. And my dad, we had a good relationship. It was good. So where were you at at this point? Were you still at home, like in contact close with him at that point? Or were you kind of just around enough to see it? Because I know a lot of people, when they get diagnosed, family kind of hangs around a lot more. So that's nice, but, you know. Yeah. So at this point, um, I was in school. I was working on the catering business. Um and I cut my hours at my job at the time all to part time so I could sit with him. Yeah. So that's what I did. And while I was sitting with him, I was working on turntables. So turntables is the name of the catering business. I was working on our executive summary, our business plan, cost analysis, things like that. Because unfortunately, the work doesn't stop. Yeah. Even though that's what it is. It's just, man, it's I think that's one of the things that bothers me and probably most other people about the aspect of mortality is it's just over one day, man. Like the world's going to mm-hmm. keep turning. You, can, you can't stop. And yet you get kind of this weird predicament where it's just like, oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. keep keep going on everyday life. And, and, you know, just know that very soon things are going to change. Yep. It must have been tough, man. But it I, was, it was. But and, and but we we pushed through it. You know, we kept rolling. Yeah. And, and nothing paying anymore, and that's a good. I don't have to see him like weak. Seeing this man, you know, bench press. There's a picture of him bench pressing. I want to say three seventy five, maybe. Lord. And to see that picture and then see him barely stand, that does something to you mentally. Yeah. I think it definitely will build your character, though, a little. I mean, because a lot of people go out worse, you know. Mm-hmm. So to actually be able to see there and see this this man who has set a pretty good example, I would like to assume at this point of, you know, how to be tough and, and move on. Like, try to do the best you can. Uh, mm-hmm. That would make you feel really good about a person, I think. Yeah. And you know that's yeah, a thing yeah. you got to do someday, man. you got to be that guy. Mm. Now, I know at some point, like, you had no interest in the tire thing. Absolutely not. I told family and friends, I was like, I'm never doing that. Never say never. Because, like, you never know what's going to happen. So so at this point, the catering business, we had to put it on pause because we lost our uh, commercial kitchen. See, where I'm from in Evansville, we don't really have the resources to really sustain small businesses. So unfortunately, I had to just go on pause. And so I weighed 235. I was miserable that our business that we built from scratch all the way just next day, you can't do it anymore because your space is gone. So wasn't where I wanted to be mentally, physically. And I said, you know what? I'm going to occupy my time with working out. So I was like, I'm going to get a gym membership. I'm going to figure this thing out. And I was like, you know what? I have my dad's tire in the garage. Yeah. So I, I got the tire out. I worked out in the backyard at night um, just to build muscle and be alone, be one with the tire. Um, I would hit that thing with a sledgehammer 40, 50 times, uh, do push-ups on it, et cetera. Any kind of workout you would think think of, I, I would work out with it. And then one day I said, you know, I'm going to roll it. And I was like, this is a bad mistake. <laughs> I, was, I was falling. I got bumps and bruises. No, I was hey, like, how did he do this? Those tires will mess you up. Like I've they, seen they will. videos. It's, the thing is, they look unassuming. And 
you know, if you're reasonably strong, you can definitely get it up. But <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that to the average person, they would just say, oh, this guy rolling a fucking tire. But I saw the video. Yeah. I saw a video of you pushing it uphill, mind you. Uh, yes. I think you were in just a pair of gym shorts, just chilling, pushing the damn yeah. tire. And I go, he must have a good reason for that. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I don't do that unless somebody's fucking paying me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that video is the pin tweet on my Twitter, and um, I was going to do a radio interview that day, and the radio station sits up on two hills, so I rolled it up actually two hills that day. Bless you. <laughs> I was done after that. I was done. I was done. <laughs> I would have just left it up there. It's like, you know what? I'll be back tomorrow. This is, I'll walk up here and get it. Uh, no, ain't nobody's going to take it. <laughs> no, no one's going to take it. No, that's one thing I've learned. When I, when I, when I take the tires, like community events and festivals, I just lay it down because no one's going to be able to pick it up. And I, I don't want to say that disrespectfully, but no one's going to pick it up. I don't know. It's Thor's hammer, man. Like, don't. You won't be able to. Only the only the worthy shall challenge. Pretty, I've seen like guys who work out like get it halfway up and then struggle and then try to put their knee underneath it to keep it. But it's like, to your point, it's you, you got to be worthy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. So you push the tire around town, and now, yeah. like I, I heard you get into a bunch of other stuff. Like it's you've become. I don't. You know. I don't know if celebrity is the right word, but obviously, like a local kind of landmark in your spot right like people know you now and uh you you seem like you have a good head on your shoulders and i think you know moving forward hopefully uh we can make this into more positivity and more good stuff what uh what all have you got in the works right now with with the tire stuff like didn't you say i heard you say you're like sponsored and stuff right yeah yeah so there's a there's a local gym here in evansville champ fit studios uh i'm one of their sponsored athletes i never in a million years thought i would be a sponsored athlete um i don't know how to dribble a basketball i don't know how to catch a football i don't play soccer i don't know how to play baseball any sports whatsoever so to be considered a sponsored athlete and have to work out and have to train have all my goals that i want to accomplish um after training um it's a whole new world having to eat certain certain meals at certain times of the day like this is a whole new world for me but i feel so much better how many how long have you been doing the tire now um i started in 2019 back in april of 2019 okay so almost a year at this point we'll almost a yeah months about that how's it going for you physically man you uh i heard you say you feel better like have you started to shed some pounds are you gaining muscle like where are you at now so <clears throat> rolling a tire i went from 235 to 210 and lost you know all that weight but because i was you know 235 i was, was kind of kind of hefty yeah so my frame is big so losing that weight i have to put something to kind of replace that fat because my frame is bigger now yeah so i put on a lot of muscle um i'm at 220 right now and i'm (laughs) i'm working on it i'm working on it but i still need to shed some fat so i'm in the gym eating better working out if i can get between 190 and 200 i'll be fine impressive you're hitting close to home right now daddy's done gotten a little bit putty in the middle it's weird <laughs> it's what having a kid will do to you and i know maybe That's it's a I cop hear. out maybe it's a cop out fuck off man <laughs> <laughs> i gotta watch a baby just, just come roll the tire you'll lose it you'll be fine i roll tires every day <laughs> roll, roll a big one bro roll i'm so one. sick of tires i sent you the picture <laughs> i moved a ton of tires the other day no shit oh, you did you <laughs> did it was a, it, it was impressive it was a literal ton and that's i that doesn't happen a lot so please understand that was totally me flexing for the moment because that's not something that i do every day but well you should you should you should show off yeah. it's healthy nah man it's just all in the day's work you know man i'm just <laughs> me i just show up up here with doing my job i know that i interact with a lot of cool people like along the way and i'm sure that with you going around in your method of travel and working out like i bet you've run into some pretty cool people along that have you had people run up with you and like walk with you or anything yet or people throw shit at you anybody done that (laughs) 
So I've, I've got both sides. I've got positive and I've got negative. Oh, man. So, yeah. Both. So the official so the official name is the Keep Rolling Campaign. Yeah. And one of my core objectives is community conversation. And so on a positive end, I'll get girls yelling out the window and use your imagination on things that they said. Hey. You know, all <laughs> the above, all the above. Fill in the blank. You know, yeah, and it kind it kind of goes back to what you said about being a celebrity. I feel bad because I'm in the store shopping, and someone will go, "Oh, it's the tire guy," and I want to say "Hey" and in their name, but I don't know them, so I kind of feel bad. Yeah, but um, it, it com- comes with it. It comes with it. But that's like the po- positive side. You know, people will like you know, such as women, they say what they say, or uh, people want to roll it or help me flip it. Yeah, and they'll do that. And then once we've completed that part, they'll tell me something they're going through in their life because the tire is an icebreaker. And um, we, we've connected physically, you know, by rolling this tire and we've got to get from point A to point B. So now they want to open up and tell me some things. So I've heard all types of things from I'm addicted to drugs. I can't keep a job. I'm an abusive relationship. And so forth and so forth and so forth. I've heard it all from people after we've rolled the tire together. Heard it all. Yeah. It's like, metaphorically, a person who's dealing with some stuff is carrying a weight. Yeah. Right? So in this sense, you're pushing your weight right out in front of you. And everybody can see it. Anybody that cares to ask can get the story and understand Mm -hmm. that it literally is a weight. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it's something that's helping you to keep you motivated. Now, I guess weight can be good or bad. It's pressure one way or the other. So it's nice that you've had some people at least try to touch base with you, man. Like, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. I think that's the coolest part. So are you trying to do nonprofit work at this point? I did hear something about that, I thought. Um, Yeah, yeah. So the Keep Rolling campaign is both an LLC and a nonprofit and the LLC side is me being a sponsored athlete. And then I will also offer team building exercises yeah. uh, for a group of four to six people. So that's the LLC side. The nonprofit side is um, I'll pick a nonprofit where that their mission statement aligns with my mission statement. Or I'll pick a family that's experiencing cancer and needs um, extra financial assistance. And I'll set up a campaign. For an entire month, I plan to roll 200 miles. I'll set up a GoFundMe account. I'll blast the link all over to my all over my platforms, everyone I know, and I'll say, "Hey, we need to raise X amount of dollars." Have you uh, had some success with that? I will officially start the first campaign March 1st. Oh, I'm so excited, man! I like it when yes. things happen like that. Like, you know, I see a lot of stuff, a lot of bad on the internet nowadays. And to, to see somebody who's willing to take on a little bit of struggle to yeah. maybe yeah. just say, like, hey, man, I get it. You know, let's let's try to get some money together. That's a really nice thing, man. And it doesn't happen with a lot of folks, no offense, in yours or my age range. Very selfish people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you're just the truth. Um, and I also believe in doing everything in phases. So, you know, the first phase was building muscle, getting building my confidence, um, as well as the, the awareness phase. I was on podcasts, radio stations, magazines, news channels in, in my city. So now that that phase is over with, now it's time to get, get the work done. So now I'm working on the website and the business side. I got insurance now. So we're doing all that stuff. And the the one big project I'm working on that's like draining me mentally is I'm working on a documentary. Ooh, tell me about this. So so the documentary is about the Keep Rolling campaign, all the phases, all the the five Ks that I do with the tire. Um Hold on. You're doing five Ks that? with the tire? I've done I've done two five Ks with the tire. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're a monster man i don't even know what to say to that like just the idea like you're more dedicated to do something that just you do on a day-to-day basis than i am than people pay me to do 
you understand that? Like, it's, yeah, just, it's an amazing yeah. thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I've done two, two, five Ks. Um, I'll probably do some more this year. It's, it's super cold right now here in Evansville, Indiana. So I need to wait till March 1st where it's spring and summer's on the way. But uh, I'll probably do some more this year. Probably do some longer distance races, but we'll figure it out. May, I might even do a marathon. We'll see. My head is spinning. Just trying to think of all the fun stuff you could get into with that. I'm I'm trying to. I'm, I'm a, it's a business. Uh, it's it's a, it's a humble business, and so I'm looking for all type of creative suggestions. Yeah, it's doing good work, and I think a lot of people can get behind that, which is why I feel like you should have some success with this. I really hope so. You know? Yeah. It's a good story, man. I like it. <laughs> you were telling me just before we started talking, you know, I say you're a monster. Dude, you start early. You get up early, early in the morning and you go to work physically, Dude. metaphorically. Like, tell me what a day in the life of DeAndre is like. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So four four forty five in the morning at work. AM. In the AM. The morning and hours. AM. <laughs> in the a.m. work work at a factory um i'm going to be there until i'm officially out of debt i'm almost there fingers crossed soon as i pay that last college loan i'm out two week notice i'm out i'm done a few credit cards all of that i'm out of there um get off at 315 i don't bring my work home with me I leave it there. Um, the the funny thing about it is I, I wear a I put my I wear my hoodie to work and I put my hood on, and people are yelling to the top of their lungs, "Oh my gosh, it's the tire guy!" And I'm like, "Just can I just not get that right now? <laughs> can I just go to work?" But I get it. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I get off at three fifteen. I come home and I figure out how to be the best entrepreneur, creative. I possibly can. Hustle, hustle. Just a hustle after that. Mm. Um, this job will fund whatever what I need to pay for, get it get it paid up, paid off, whatever, and then take both businesses full time. Yeah. And then you squeeze in pushing the tire there. You do that like every day, right? So during the summer, spring, and fall. I um, guess that's true. It, it might be the off. You need to put some chains on that damn tire. Get out there. I don't want to hear no excuses. <laughs> we, probably, we, we can like build a heater, and I, and I might be able to do it in the winter. Man, you better get some thick-ass gloves. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I need, to, I need to get some better gloves because what's happened is I've worn holes in, in, in my gloves from – um, having to stop the tire real fast over time, it's like worn a hole in. Oh man, maybe I'll send you a pair of gloves, DeAndre. You know, I'd appreciate it. It is what I do for a living, and I believe I have the best pair of gloves for rolling tires. I need like the best pair. If you got, if you got gray or yellow, they're orange. What color you got? They're bright orange. Okay, send those. I need those. Yeah. I need bright. I need bright colors. I don't mean to be rude. Uh, I've not seen you in person. I'm not saying I'm a large man, but I'm also not small. You said you were about two thirty-five, so I, I would like to hope uh, maybe our hand sizes are about the same. <laughs> yeah, my hands didn't lose weight, yeah, unfortunately. Right. So <laughs> they're at the same. Your fingers, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Both my fingers get six packs, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe. I'm surprised they don't have it. <laughs> Pushing the shit around <laughs> all day. It's calluses. That's what. So and they're rougher. Let me ask you: What do you do for yeah. fun, man? What I do for what? What do you do for fun? Take naps. Naps are fun. Oh, I miss I do. naps so much, man. <laughs> I do. I take naps. So where I live, um, there's not really a diverse, really cool nightlife. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to really waste my money and go out. I, there's a couple of spots in Evansville where I'm like, okay, that's that's a good spot, but I don't want to go to it all the time and wear it out and then be tired of it. Right. You need to keep the magic. Yeah, exactly. So um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, well, Friday and Saturday night when I'm off work, um, thinking about the hustle and watching Netflix and hopefully falling asleep to something I have no idea what it's about. I think that's the best right there. <laughs> I miss it so much. 
I will I will nap just for you. Bro, Twice I, as hard just for you. I haven't had a nap in four years. Oh. <laughs> you want to guess? I got you. Guess how old my kid is? <laughs> <laughs> you can hang that shit up, partner. <laughs> I don't know if that's in your future, but you can tell all your friends I said it. <laughs> I, so I, a lot of my so my brothers they a lot of them have kids so they 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 get it. You should ask them the next time you see them and you say, "Hey, can you tell me like the top two things that go away when you get married and have kids?" And the answer is <laughs> going to be blowjobs and naps. <laughs> them shits go bye bye. <laughs> I'm gonna ask them. I'm gonna ask them. See I what happens. It's gonna be the top of the list. Oh, Lord. Well, hey, so. With everything that you got going on, do you have like a grand plan? Can you tell me that? Like, where do you see where do you see yourself in five years, DeAndre? I want to hear the Super Bowl idea of like where you think this is going to go for you. I want to hear it. In five years, hopefully, I will have a strong, dedicated staff working turntable. Yeah. So I don't have to work as much with turntable and getting paid from all of my sweat equity and mental equity that I put into turntable, being able to do keep rolling, take it to the next level if necessary, do whatever that needs to be done at the time. I would hope, I would hope that I could like travel and speak not on a Gary V level, because that's that's a little too much. Right. <laughs> but I don't need all that, but you know. I don't need all of that. But just enough. I get a good vibe from you, man. I, I think that you're a very uh charismatic person. And I think that it's admirable, man. You got a lot of heart and you're dedicated to what you do. And I, I think you're going to be successful in whatever it is that you do as long as you keep doing it. I know you got the hustle in you. <laughs> for sure thanks 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 so uh i did want to ask uh mm-hmm. seen, you seen any good tv lately man this is the part where i just ask fun questions for a moment and we'll try to get on to something else what, what's the question you watched any good tv lately what's the last thing you watched the last so i don't have cable anymore because i bought the roku oh yeah and i've been watching the shop religiously and NCIS, those are like my shows. Oh, and Lucifer, those are like my three go-to shows or a movie. I gotta get into it more, man. I ended up watching reruns of that '70s show last night. That's a good show. Yeah, it's a, that's a classic. I think at this point, well, like, what's the point in cable? It's so much money. It is. And then they charge you out the ass for internet if you don't want their cable. They get mad at you. They do. Like a scorned ex-lover, they're like. They I do. Even, I don't even want you to have my fucking cable. You got to pay me extra now. It's exactly. Like, I don't and, want your cable. And I'm going to cap you off. Dude. Ridiculous. <laughs> I bought I bought the Roku on sale for $15 at Walmart. I pay for Netflix, yep. H- HBO. That's it. And Voodoo is an app on there that you can buy movies. And they, and they give you all the pre-releases before it hits the shelf. Yeah. So like I bought the Joker and was watching it before it came out on DVD and I put it on Snapchat and everybody was like, how did you get the Joker? I was like, voodoo. Gotta get a Roku and get voodoo. It's perfect. I got that voodoo. How to get it. That's where it's at now, man. You know, we've mm-hmm. the, the fire stick thing. There's even f- the- cool free shit like Pluto TV. You got Pluto TV. I don't have that. Oh, you need to write this down. All right. Pluto, okay, go. Pluto like the planet. Okay. Pluto TV. Put it on your Roku box. You're welcome. I'm on it. It's like 200 free cable channels. Just cable. Just regular somethings on TV channels. And they got like uh, American Gladiators channel. They got like kickboxing. But they also have like some news. Like it's, it's pretty... It's better than a TV antenna, like an old school back in the day with the foil. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're 25. Do you know what it's like to put aluminum foil on a TV antenna, DeAndre? You ever done I, that? I, I've seen it at my aunt's house. <laughs> I saw it once in a museum. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's where it belongs, in a museum. That's where it belongs. You got to stand there and hold one side and then put one leg up. You know, cool, you that's know, what happens. They'll throw shit at you when you move. Yeah, the good old they days. Put, 
Yeah, you wrap foil around it. Yeah, absolutely. Have you uh, had any new prospects for your podcast tour? You got any uh, you're interested in? Maybe I can hook you up with some of my friends, DeAndre. I all of them. That's my just all of them. Don't say that to me, dog. All of them. There's so many. All of them. You better fuck. You better get it together. You have to start coming in bring, rapid fire with bring me. them all. Pat, pat, bring, pat, bring them all. <laughs> bring them all. How many have you done so far? You think? In 2019, I did 20 podcasts. That's pretty. That's more than some podcasts do. Podcast, DeAndre. Yeah, but yeah. You should just. It's, I tell you what's going to happen at this point. Before it's a documentary, it should just be a podcast. So here's the thing. I. Um, was like, I know I should do a podcast. I should do my own thing. And I was like, no, I don't have the time to really do that. And I was like, you know what, what I could do? I can kill two birds with one stone. So I have a YouTube channel, Keep Rolling Campaign. Yeah. And what I do, because it's winter right now, I sit down with community leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and we just have a dope conversation. Once the weather breaks, I plan to do that same style but we're going to talk while I roll the tire. Oh, so you need like a lapel mic or something? Yeah, yeah. And once I'm done, you got to roll the tire. And so I was like, I can still get a a light workout in while recording and putting it on and and still, you know, having a conversation. So that will also start this summer. Right now, we're just meeting and we're just talking, you know, like on a couch or an office or whatever. You get the right attention, man. That could actually be a lot of fun. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I was, uh, I'm trying to land like some speaking gigs, like outside of Evansville, outside of Indiana, so I can draw that attention in. Because I feel like as an entrepreneur, I feel like I've hit a cap here. You definitely need to get out of there. I don't know. We talked about it. You said that's your plan. What did you say? You want to repeat with what you opened with about your plan at work? Oh, um, oh my gosh. I said so much about that place. You said, I'm finna pay off my debt and then I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> not pay just, off my not debt, just out of work. I'm, like, out. I'm out, out. I'm out. I'm leaving. Fuck I'm me. leaving that job. And the, the place I would really like to move to is San Antonio. You should do it, man. You're still young enough. And, you know, like, it's crazy because when I was younger, people would say shit like this to me. And you just kind of let it roll off, pun intended. Um, (laughs) But I really think you you should. Like, you should go away from there. I I don't want to say that I'm angry, but I definitely do have a little bit of disdain in the fact that I've lived in the same place as long as I have. I got you. So... If you don't do it for anybody else, do it for yourself. Get the yeah. fuck up out of there. You're too nice of a person and too good of a personality to just be hiding out in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Retire there, dog. That's what I'm thinking. Come back when you're old and roll the fucking tire around town. But you got to go, kid. That's what I'm thinking. And I've been to San Antonio once and I fell in love with it. And I feel like I got to go before I make the move. Like if I really decide to move, I got to go back at least maybe three to five more times so I can continue to meet people and grow connections and then introduce the tires so when I move, I can start rolling the tire in San Antonio. Yeah, at least the weather will be nice most of the year, too. Absolutely. Like, I, like, like, like if I do move, I want to be able to pick my brands up and drop them in there as if they were already there. You know, it's funny. I could probably get you so many tires if you were here. <laughs> like you could just be handing them out at your shows at this point because people do yeah. get rid of those tires they pay a lot of money to get rid of them actually so they the do that they really would do roll up and say hey man let me get that you know i'm not shipping it to you but that's going to be a little pricey i understand <laughs> I, so here's the cool thing i've like rolled a tire through wherever and i've seen other tractor tires in alleys under a tree and I've left it there, and I just like so, and I like just see it, and I'll come back like two weeks later, and it's still there, and I'm like, yeah, I'm taking that. Yeah, that's mine now. Mine just. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's crazy. I'll roll around, and I'll just see one laying in a field somewhere, and I'm like, that's odd. Come back two weeks later, and it's mine. 
I think Texas could be a lot of fun. Have you been to any other uh, cities like the big ones in Texas? Because there's a few. I've been to Houston and I've been to San Antonio. Houston was fun, but I love San Antonio. Have you tried Dallas or Austin? I'm going to South by Southwest next year, so I'll try Austin then. And I got to find a reason to go to Dallas. That's a good point. I wonder how many people in their life have said that. <laughs> when I well, like my thing is when I go to these places, I got to have a reason to because it's expensive. You know, get the plane ticket, then you got to get the Airbnb or hotel, then you got to get the Uber, and you got to eat. I got to make sure if I go to Dallas, I got to like make a move and like make a come up. You know, I did those things in San Antonio and Houston. I'm definitely going to do that in Austin at the conference. So I got to make sure I do something in Dallas. Are you doing something at South by Southwest or are you just going to South by? I'm going to enter my documentary in it. Oh, you fucker. That's a good And then, yeah. And then I'm going to pull up like, oh my gosh, there's the guy who do, who entered the documentary. And then pull up on him with the tire. Yeah. I'm going to hopefully find one. In Austin, which I'm sure I can, I got to start searching and then roll to the conference. You got the master plan, man. I'm trying to work it best I can. I get excited when people are actually uh, committed to trying to like figure it out for real. Can I'm be trying done. To. It really can be. You realize that, and I'm I'm happy that uh, I'm happy that we cross paths. Because yeah, I have definitely. a lot of other people that I would like to. Let hear your story and make sure that if they needed to contact you, they can. Where are any other places that you've thought about? Like in the if you had to pick, say three, other than San Antonio, have you had any other that you visited and enjoyed, or any that you'd potentially like to try? None. San Antonio's it. Oh, you fell in love on the first. I date. fell in love on the first date. It was the food, the culture, the smells, the sounds, the people, the women, the nightlife. At this point in my life, I've learned that it really is when you take a like a trip or a vacation to a new city. It is like a date, and it's crazy because. I could understand going to a place that's awesome. You have a great trip and you fall in love with it. But then I've been places like Oklahoma City. And I'm like, okay. You know, like this is, Mm -hmm. it's all right. I don't know. There's certain spots where, you know, I'd like to try. And I wonder, you know, kind of where it is with other folks. Like, yeah, it's a big fucking place. One reason or another to go just try it. You know, you don't have a lot of commitments right now, so I, I, I know you're in love, man. But you might just have to go get you get your fingers wet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I want to, I, I, I want to go to the West Coast and 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 back to the East Coast. But as of now, San Antonio is is uh, where it's at. Okay, hear me out. Okay. Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> and there's you, and you're rolling your tire, just barreling people over with it. Like, excuse me, excuse me, down Casino Alley. I think that would be good. Needs to be on the documentary. I'm not opposed to that. I definitely want to go and party in Las Vegas at least once in my life. Like, really, like, wake up on, like, the top of a hotel, <laughs> and another friend's missing. I really want to party, but um, I don't know if I could live in Vegas. Yeah, no, we're just talking about, like, a three-day max. Oh, well, yeah, let's turn up. Let's let's go to Vegas, and let's... Let's make a story. Like I want to find. I want to find a. Uh, I, I, like I want to find a friend in, in a freezer somewhere. Yeah, somebody might actually steal your tire in Las Vegas. Just See, I don't know because can they pick it up? I bet there would be somebody in Las Vegas. That's where they got all them. That's where they keep all them cage fighters at, man. That's what would happen. That's ah. Oh, hey, man, you roll it down to the UFC gym and you hang out with those guys. You go, hey guys, check out my fucking tire because I'm sure they have tires. That's an idea. That could work. People dig it. I'll I'll uh, see if I can find a decent sized tire in Vegas. That's part of the deal, man. Like you don't know till you look. There's places you can take a grenade launcher and blow cars up in Las Vegas. Really? Prostitution is legal. You could use an excavator if you want to and dig holes. Like Las Vegas. I, I also wouldn't want to live there, but. 
It's just one of the many reasons why I say, like, you got to try everything once, I think, before you settle. I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> but wait a minute. You can blow up cars? Yeah. There's I, for sure a place that I read about or saw a video of where it's, like, it's either $250 for one or it's 500 for two. But it's basically like the uh, the Terminator Judgment Day style break open grenade launcher thing and they're like yo you want to blow up this car with that shit and you pay them money and then you lob the old kadunk and the car explodes and flips and all that crazy shit yeah man yeah I gotta go do that (laughs) you should start a GoFundMe for that yeah that'd be epic (laughs) that should be the opening sequence so we'll put that on the list here we go. We're coming up with ideas, man. Now I'm brainstorming. Opening scene of the documentary, blowing up a car. <laughs> My name is DeAndre Wilson, and I push tires around. Ba-blah. Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His name was Curtis. That's how you do it. Open. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. Also, I forgot to mention that um, at some point soon i have a book coming out are you writing a book so because of the success of the podcast tour um i was a gentleman in south dakota i was on his podcast and he said hey i'm writing my next book would you like to uh write a chapter and i was like heck yeah i would love to do that i see so it's me uh, so it's me and six other authors writing a chapter in the book. And so we're trying to like, make sure everything's done right. So when we release the book, it's amazing. So what is, uh, what's the book about? So it is success stories of 2020. And I'm taking the reader on my chapter of all the emotions I experienced, both businesses, starting Keep Rolling campaign and all that good stuff. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. But my story, I really tap into the emotions and um, it's going to be a good story. I can't wait till the book officially comes out. How uh, How's the rest of your family? Like every- everybody's, everybody's good. Everybody's in a good place. Everybody's chilling. Talk to everybody at least twice a week or so and everybody's cool man i dig it i like good family and have a great one it's weird having it now sometimes it's, yeah i feel like major pain when a little kid hugged him and he was like <laughs> showing you affection like, i don't like it make me feel all funny yeah <laughs> uh i know you were talking about the the podcast tour and we mentioned it but uh with the podcasting stuff, if there's anything that you decide to get into or you need any help with anything, let me know, man. I know lots of people. Uh, okay. I'll keep that in mind. I mean, I, you know, never say never. I may keep doing the YouTube channel and a podcast. I mean, I don't know. Well, what Things- I was, that I remember now, I just jogged my own memory. I think you can take an audio version of say like your YouTube videos mm-hmm. and just like put that into an audio form and share that. It would probably work. That's an idea. Since you're, already an idea. Doing, since you're already doing the work, you know, you can just put it down and, and do it as both. And you said you don't have a lot of time. Uh, the wonderful thing about podcasting is there's no time limit. It's true. Now, in some cases, they can be stupid and crazy. I measure lengths of time in Joe Rogan's now. It's, uh, Rogan is like three and a half hours by my measurement so when i'm taking long car rides and stuff that's that's one rogan that's about a rogan and a half <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's, <laughs> I hear you. I hear it's you. unnecessary uh to go that long so if it was something like you just doing almost like a vlog thing man you should really get on that i think podcasting at this point is going to start going a little more mainstream i'm seeing it with like the iheart medias and the spotify's and all that shit yeah so you got a good gimmick man you might as well get in there I feel you. All, all in due time. All in due time. Yeah. Well, I uh, I wish you nothing but the best 
I really do. And if there's anything I can help you with, I, I have an open door policy on this show. As a matter of fact, if uh, there's ever anything new or something comes up, or by the you know by the time you get everything sorted out with uh, documentary stuff, hey, let me know, man. I want to help you any way I can. I appreciate that. Um, I'll send all your podcast buddies my way. I will. I absolutely will. Do me a favor, and just to help them out, uh, give all your plugs. Tell me where to find everything. All right. So on Facebook and LinkedIn, DeAndre Wilson. Twitter and um, Instagram, DeAndre D. Wilson. And then um, YouTube, Keep Rolling Campaign. And the neat thing about all my platforms is the default picture is me and the tire. Yeah, can't miss it. Can't miss it. Look, man, I want you to have a wonderful evening. Uh, I'm going to go in here and get my wife some dinner situated. Uh, thank you for joining me, man. It's been a pleasure to get to talk to you for real. Likewise, I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for responding back to me on Twitter. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Whatever. Well, dude, but thank get, you for responding. We get so many bots. It, it's funny because like at this point, it's like pulling back a curtain. Anybody that podcast knows what I'm talking about. You get sex bots, so it's usually just chicks that are like, hey, <laughs> hey, you. And usually it's whatever your screen name is. So mine says, hello, po' boys. How you feeling tonight? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we also get a, a version of a telemarketer. It's like an Indian. Usually when you click on the profiles, they're Indian or Pakistani. And it's basically just a guy who's like the, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, that fucking guy from like a Chappelle mm-hmm. skit. And they tell you, I will make you podcast number one, top iTunes, you know, pay me money. And at this point, we just fuck with them. I've got some friends that have taken them for a ride, man. Like day, day and a half long conversations with these people where they, they're like, well, how much can I get for $1,000? The guy's like, oh, for $1,000? Oh, I fucking, <laughs> and they go off and it's, you know, it's entertaining. The point being, like, you get in there and send as many, like, personalized messages as you can. You know, if you really want to do something like you did me, you know, dig in and uh, try not to be too robotic. That's usually the best tip I can give you, for real. Deal. Some people keep, like to yeah. use the robo-text, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's if that ever comes up or crosses your path, stay away from that. You need to be as genuine as you can with, with folks, especially if you know, you're know you trying to get the word out. Because a lot of these people are nice, like, and they need content. So they'll have you on for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're a gem to talk to, man. So well, Thanks. Okay, I'm... I mean, it works. Like, you know, you responded. Others have responded, but there's others. That, and, I, and I try to be, you know, do I try to listen to everyone's podcast before I message them and give them, like, some, like, feedback. Or not, like, really feedback. Like, hey, this is what I heard you say. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I've heard that person before. Here's what I'm working on. Like, it is – I try to stay very personalized and, and show that love, but – and they don't respond. Yeah. It sucks, man. I would say this. If anybody does hit you up, you should probably always check out a little bit of their show, too, because you don't want to end up on some crazy, like, <laughs> I don't even know. You're going to end up on some, yeah. like, puppy porno play, alt-right Nazi variety show, man, and you're not going to know it till you're talking to the guy. <laughs> That's why I do, I do check them out before I get on there. I've had some people that don't. Like, they come in blind to talk to me, and it's like, I get it. I don't expect you to listen to a whole episode of my show, but you should probably listen to a little bit of one, just so you understand what you're getting into. If you're not, like, in my circle, you understand, because sometimes, you know, words, content, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, and, and, and the cool thing about, like, Okay, it's like social media. I've seen the podcast that I've already been on retweet you, and I'm like, okay, they obviously know each other. And then I've been recommended to be on your show. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you can trust the recommendation. So that's it. I'm gonna pass you around too, man. So don't get don't get too tired. Uh, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I will try to get you as many shows as I can. And that was my conversation with DeAndre Wilson. He was a really good dude. And uh, admirable. He's dedicated. Following in the footsteps and uh, trying to live his best life the best way he can. And I appreciate the shit out of that. 
Not everybody gets to do that. So you guys follow him, support him. I understand and realize that this episode was recorded a little while ago <laughs> amidst uh, normal life. And now we have fast-forwarded into our corona future. So, some of the stuff contextually might not make very much sense, but it's okay. Um, Truth be told, I was hoping to uh, put this out, you know, around springtime. Because I figured that's when he would be out, moving around, doing pictures, and really getting back into the swing of things. So, that would have worked out, I think, had it not been for all the bullshit. So, sorry, guys. Um... DeAndre, uh, love you, brother. And I hope you're able to get out there and do your thing ASAP. The world needs you, sir. You guys be sure to like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your mama, tell your friend's mama about the show. Rate, review, download, share. Hey, I appreciate it. Spread that shit out. If you'd like to contact me, at poboypod, at jodyb501. Only on Twitter, motherfucker. If you'd like to support the show, go to www.biobidet.com and use the promo code POBOYS to receive 10% off your very own ass blaster to place on your toilet seat and clean yourself properly during the toilet paper pandemic. Now, bad news is a lot of other people had the same idea. So the supplies are limited, but I'm told that they are in the process of restocking very soon. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we'll have a new deal. Something to, to sweeten the pot a little bit. Get you motherfuckers uh, the, the Rolls Royce toilet. Um, as long as they can get more. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, it was a pleasure getting to meet DeAndre. Uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, be back soon. Peace. <laughs>
white leather, hot new pair of rims, brand new pistol with a trigger like a hairpin. Big work, we don't need a scale, man. Big paper, second money to the mail, man. What you know about putting bricks in the spare, man? I can stuff a coop like a motherfucking caravan. I'm in my dome, my farm is so rare, man. If there's a phone, you looking at the chair, man. How you want it? Show me my opponent. Throw me my opponent. I'm still balling. A bullet gotta get me, and I never been a pussy, cause my hood never let me. Yeah, a made nigga got made niggas with me. I'm a motorcycle boy, so I'm about to pump the bullet. Chrome, Dowdy, 1100. What I'm doing? Hitting money. What we doing? Hitting money. What they doing? Hating on us. But they never cross. Cash money still a company. And bitch, I'm the boss. 